G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The Redeemer whom I shall raise up out of your midst will have no father also, as it is said. Behold, the man whose name is the branch, and he shall branch out from his place. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Most Christians don't even consider the concept of Jesus being God's son as an issue. But there's a growing opposition to the concept of God having a son because it's borrowing from pagan belief systems that date to before the days of Christ. And we're going to tackle that criticism in today's program on Foundations. We're in uh, part eight, I believe it is, on our series on Mashiach. It's going to last uh, quite a little while because we really want to cover all the bases here. It's one thing to say that um, you know God was going to send a Messiah, but I think even the Mohican Indians might even have a Messiah somewhere in there. Mm. So we want to get the right Messiah. And I want to tackle the issue of whether or not the concept of God having a son is pagan or not. Now, I'm going to rely very heavily on the work and research of Dr. Itan Barr. Now, there's, I've mentioned this ministry before. It's called One for Israel. It is a ministry by Messianic Jews to educate other Messianic Jews and even to reach and educate non-Messianic Jews. Mm. And it's so good. I've learned so much from him. Dr. Itan Barr has got more degrees than a thermometer. Really, <laughs> really educated man. He's really smart. And he tackled this question as well because there is... The argument among a lot of the religious Jewish community who say, no, 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 the, the idea of God having a son is pagan, okay? Uh, now, one such rabbi, his name is Rabbi Daniel Assor, and he wrote this, the Old Testament denies pagan idolatry, which revolves around human gods, a man god, end quote. So he's trying to say that according to the biblical narrative, the Old Covenant, which is what only religious Jews use, they don't accept the new mm. covenant, they have determined that by that standard alone, God cannot have a son. Now, the problem is, is that um, the old covenant actually does talk about God having a son. Oh, that's right, yeah. So you've got to kind of take that into consideration. And just studying or reading the research, reading the study research of Dr. Etan Barr, he came up with some pretty serious questions that you you kind of have to get your head around and answer those before you can then go, okay, well, let's just keep moving to see what the Bible actually says. Mm. So a couple of these questions, I guess, would be related back to some of these pagan religions and their yep. understanding of you know gods and goddesses. So he, first of all, he asks, do we believe that a man can suddenly become God? No, we don't. And secondly, he says, do we believe that a certain man in history was promoted and become God? No. Which is what you actually find in a lot of mythology mm, in the ancient right. religions. Yeah, so no, no, we don't believe that. So we're not saying that a man, a mere human, has yeah. you know, changed and become God. That's not no. what we're claiming Jesus to be. No, not at all. And then there were some other questions that he asked 
And actually, they were really cleverly asked as well, because you cannot not conclude that the answer is yes. Mm. Yeah, well, he asked, can God reveal himself to humanity in any way he chooses? Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, if God created us in his image and likeness, would it be inappropriate that at some point in time in history, he would want to reveal himself to us in human form? Yeah, that's true. And then he says, is this a biblical concept? Yeah. Fourthly, he asks, did the Jews who lived before the time of Jesus believe that God can reveal himself as a human? That would be a yes. Yeah, and we certainly see that right throughout the Old Covenant, Oh, absolutely. And fifthly, did the Jews before Jesus expect the Messiah to be the Son of God? And that would be a yes as Mm. well. In fact, you could also ask, did the ancient Jewish sages and rabbis even have an expectation about the origins of their Mashiach being divine or at the very least, miraculous? Mm. And the answer to that, again, is, is absolutely yes. Yeah. Well, one passage that you could argue points towards that is in Daniel 7. And I'll read verse 13 and 14. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like the Son of Man was coming, and he came up to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. So you find the Son of Man in there. And, of course, I'm reminded of the Essene community that uh, you know, wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, what we now know as the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. I mean, they were meticulous in their you know, copying of these oh, uh, scriptures. Yeah. And I guess now, we, since we've been able to find the Dead Sea Scrolls, we, we are able to you know, validate the fact that the scriptures are Genuine, they're not something that we've been able to change or manipulate no. over the years, and and that's that's the criticism that they've been distorted, like you know Chinese whispers. Mm. The message gets distorted at the end. No, they've meticulously kept the accuracy of the scriptures, so we know you can trust it. But here's the thing: we know what some scripture says about there being a son of God. We'll look at those in future uh, programs. But what about some of the other Jewish writings? Because if this is, we're saying the sages say this isn't possible. Mm. Well, let me read to you from the Jewish Midrash. This is um, the book of Rubber Thirty-Five. It says this: This is a sacred Jewish writings, not scripture. It says the Redeemer, whom I shall raise up from among you will have no father, as it is written, Behold, the man whose name is Zemak, or branch, and he shall branch out from his place. And he also says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. Now, mm. he's actually quoting from the scripture there. Isaiah 11 says that the Mashiach, the Messiah, would be called the branch, who comes from the family line of King David, yeah. whose father was Jesse. Okay, Now, here's another quote from uh, the Midrash, Rabbah 37, says, The Holy One said to Israel, You have spoken before me, saying, We are orphans and have no father. Listen to this. The Redeemer, whom I shall raise up out of your midst, will have no father also. As it is said, behold, the man whose name is the branch, and he shall branch out from his place. Wow. I mean... So that makes it pretty clear, doesn't it? <laughs> it's talking about a miraculous birth here. Yeah. No biological father. So the sages are acknowledging that from the people of Israel themselves, the branch who is prophesied from the book of Isaiah, mm. he's going to come from the family line of David, and he will not have a biological father? Mm. How can that even possibly be? Yeah. So it, it, remember, we we spent a lot of time talking about Isaiah 7.14, about the virgin conceiving, bearing a son. His name would be called Emmanuel, God with us. God told them he was 
mean, yeah, that's in right. the form of a human being. He told them. There most definitely was an understanding amongst the Jewish sages and the rabbis in their sacred writings that their expected redeemer from God would actually come from his place as this branch, that he would be in this family line of King David, but he wouldn't have a biological father. Mm. God would be the father, and therefore you've got God having a son. That's right. Listen, he didn't sprout from a cabbage patch. Yeah, So he had to come from divine origin, and I I find that that stunning because it it dismantles the, I'm going to say, fairly new understanding. And when I say fairly new, I mean from the last couple of thousand years, primarily of church history, the mindset that, God couldn't have a son. And that's sprung primarily because of, unfortunately, a lot of church history. Not only because there's judicial blindness in there as well, but a lot of church history has really repelled a lot of the Jewish mindset. So if we have a concept that God has a son and we have that in, in, in the new covenant, they have to squash that down. Mm. But their own quotes, their own sages actually dismantle that argument. Stunning. Well, in the next program, we're going to look at the Old Covenant Scriptures, so more than just the Jewish writings, but the Scriptures themselves, to see what it says about God having a son. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.